The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the fourth chapter. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and the shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, repent for the dominion of heaven has come near. As Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for human beings. Immediately they left their nets and followed Jesus. Going on from there, Jesus saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately he left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the dominion of heaven and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Good morning. Grace and peace to you from God, our Creator. Amen. For those of you who know me, you know that I'm a major planner. Bruce added the word major. I can give you most of my schedule, dates, times, events for the next year or two. I like, I, like what's knowing, I like knowing what's coming down the path, and I plan for the new and the unexpected, which is helpful when working with children and youth because they always aren't predictable. What I can't prepare for or haven't figured out yet are the interruptions or the disruptions in life, both the good and the bad. Interruptions, these temporary circumstances that cause us to pause, take a break, and then go on like before, a phone call, a text message, or a friend who wants to grab coffee and catch up, and you still have a sermon to write for Sunday. And then there are the interruptions that can lead to disruptions, like a sewer leak that halts all water access to your house and leads to a whole basement remodel. Disruptions aren't put on the calendar and are often, they come without notice. Disruptions make a stop to turn in a new direction or take us down a completely different path than we expected or planned for. This morning, I want us to consider a different type of disruption, the kind that comes from God through the work of the Holy Spirit, the type that could be considered a holy disruption, when God breaks in and when God is at work in the world for the sake of the cross. Holy disruptions can look different and work in each of our lives in new ways. For some, it is the call to go and to serve with the Peace Corps or volunteer with the ELCA Youth, Young Adults and Global Missions, as our high school students have heard from young adults in our community these past two weeks. These speakers have shared with our students how their lives have been uprooted and disrupted for the work of helping people in communities beyond our borders. 
For you, the holy disruptions might be while you volunteer at Nativity House, worship with Empowering Life Ministry at the Women's Correctional Facility in Gig Harbor, build homes with Habitat for Humanity, or go to Mexico, and so much more. You're answering the call to something bigger than yourselves. A holy disruption in my life was my call to ministry, and not the one where I get paid as an employee, but where I was called to volunteer and serve in leadership roles in my home congregation and with the Southwestern Washington Youth Board as a high school student. I call it a holy disruption because it was the last thing I wanted to do or would have ever considered doing, being a shy, incredibly introverted teenager. But sometimes the spirit disrupts us through other people. At the age of 16, my home church called a new pastor whose job it was to lead youth ministry and education for the congregation. And she felt that I was called to be a leader. She saw something in me that could be put to use in the church and for God's people. So she, or as I like to think of it, God at work through her, invited me to come, to follow, and to lead. And then take a position on the Synod Youth Board where I would present and speak in front of large groups of youth, plan leadership schools and gatherings, and represent the youth of our synod and region one. And as much as I resisted, she was right. Through her inviting me to take leadership and to see something new in myself, God broke in, and my life, because of this holy disruption, has never been, been the same. This is just a small example of how I experienced a disruption a reframing in my life for the ministry and the call of Jesus. We hear more examples of this in the reading from Matthew today, which I believe is full of holy disruptions led by Jesus. It begins with the story of John, who if he weren't arrested and put in prison, then Jesus' ministry might not have begun at that time and that place. Without the disruption of John, of John Without the disruption of John's arrest, Jesus would not have withdrawn from Nazareth in the south to head to Capernaum in Galilee. But by doing so, he chose to fulfill the words of the prophet Isaiah and disrupted everything. You see, location is important here. To begin his ministry, Jesus heads north to Galilee, to the land of the Gentiles, away from Jerusalem, away from the seat and the hub of religious, cultural, economic, and political power for the Jewish people. Jesus began his ministry in an unexpected place with unexpected, ordinary people. From the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, he was already transforming, disrupting, and challenging how things were done. Jesus is making things new, changing the status quo, and through this, the light of God breaks in. Jesus does this by proclaiming the words heard by John the Baptist, Repent, for the dominion of heaven has come near. Or in other words, the kingdom of God is near. Thankfully, and for Jesus, repent does not mean like we see the person with a sign on the street corner or in front of the stadium before a sporting event with a megaphone yelling words of fire and brimstone, saved or unsaved, in or out. Repent means transformed. Change your way of thinking. A turning towards God. Or as the Greek word metanoia means, be of a new mind. Because of Jesus' holy disruption, the kingdom of God is not what you think. It's not what you're expecting or when you're expecting it. 
The kingdom of God is not one of political or military power. The kingdom of God, which Christ speaks about, moves us away from a violent revolution towards one of light, peace, healing, and forgiveness. Jesus changes who's in and who's out. The kingdom of God that Jesus proclaims changes lives and reframes the way of thinking for all who encounter him on the shores of the sea and for all who follow, including Andrew, Peter, James, and John. Jesus disrupted their lives by showing up and calling them out. Come and follow me. The Reverend William Willimon from Duke Divinity School explains it this way. Jesus does not sit back and wait for people to stumble upon him, but reaches out, goes forth, and calls to them to come and follow me. Jesus does not go to the temple and wait for his disciples to come to him. Jesus goes out. Jesus, the holy disruptor, meets the disciples where they are, on the lake with their nets fishing. And he simply invites them to come, to completely change their lives, their careers, to leave family and friends and all they know behind, and to follow. And they do. For Andrew and Simon Peter, maybe it was because of John the Baptist and the invitation we heard last Sunday from Pastor Parkins to come and see, because here is the Lamb of God. Or maybe it was the Holy Spirit at work. I'm thinking it could have been both. They simply drop their nets and follow. James and John hear the call and come along as well. And then the fun begins, the real work, the thing that will eventually disrupt them all. In verses 23, and I'm adding 24 and 25 here, we hear what happens next. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, curing every disease and every sickness among the people. So his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all the sick, those who were afflicted with various diseases and pains, demonics, epileptics, paralytics, and he cured them. And great crowds followed him through, from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and all beyond the Jordan. Old Testament professor at Luther Seminary, Rolf Jacobson, writes, Jesus brings an alternative reality to the kingdom of God. What a beautiful community, he says. What an alternative vision for the kingdom. Disabled folks, sick folks, ill folks of every kind, and folks of all sort of ethnicities and religions. Not just Jews from Galilee, but Syrians and probably other Gentiles. God is breaking in, and God is for all. This is the holy disruptor at work. This is the kingdom of God that Jesus proclaims. I want to live in this place and in this reality. And I believe this is what Jesus is calling us to today as we come and follow. A place where we will hear at the 945 service in one of our songs that we are led by spirit and our trust is without borders. For I believe that Jesus is calling all of us to be a people and a church where all are welcome. No matter where you're from, what you look like, who you love, your mobility or lack thereof, and that your particular expression of faith doesn't keep you from encountering the risen Christ and God at work in the world. Thankfully, like he did with the disciples and at the waters of baptism, Jesus continues to meet, me, meet us where we are. Jesus calls us by name and invites us to come and to follow. For Christ is the holy disruptor, and with him we will be transformed. And behold, 
see a new thing. Thanks be to God. Amen. As we sing our hymn of the day, I invite you to um, give your prayer cards to our ushers who will come down the aisles and collect them.